catch a vibe with Big Hass only on Pulse Pulse 95 Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh peace and love uh, to everybody that is tuning in Big Hass right here catch a vibe uh, Pulse's first and only music dedicated radio show um, it's actually our 28th episode and like I said in the episodes before I want to make it a point to really name every episode uh, inshallah we'll reach hundreds um, a thousand uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been showing love and support. Um, obviously, different artists, a diversity of artists uh, that we had is something that rejuvenated me personally. Um, it's just been incredible. So shout out to Pulse 95 Radio for giving me the platform to do so. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, oh man, oh man. Um, I got to start by saying that he impacted me personally. So that's one. Impacted millions of people uh, through his music. He's somebody that when I listen to and when I talk to, somebody that I feel um, is trying to make an impact on this earth because there's an old Bedouin saying that says, A human being with no impact has no life. And I think Mish'al Tamar embodies this heavily. One of, the, one of the people that I'm so, so proud of, so proud of his evolution, so proud of his work ethic. But most importantly, to be honest with you, and I'm being very honest, his heart. Incredible guy, amazing personality. Um, you know, very, very proud of him. Ladies and gentlemen, singer-songwriter, Mish'al Tamar. We're going to say assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. My Thank brother. you for having me, man. Brother, it's a huge honor to have you here. Shout out to your management as well. Mus'ab, t- Mus'ab is in the building. Uh, right here big respect to him Mishael you are in uh, obviously people who know you Mishael know that uh, the, the whole story about you were nine you broke your arm mm-hmm. and uh, the guitar given by the doctor obviously shout out to him kind of saved your life in a way and made you feel like oh wow now the, the question I want to ask you is at that point when you were nine and you were starting to learn obviously the guitar and you felt better did you really see that you're going to be reaching the place where you're at when you first started, you know, obviously learning the guitar? When I first started learning? No, not at all, actually. I um... Like what went through your mind? Well, to be honest, part of me hated it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, part of, part of me hated it, but it was also helping my arm. And um, part of me loved it as well. And this sort of, you know, I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but it felt like I was, you know, one of those tipping scales yeah. where you have something that's like slightly balancing and it's found itself on new grounds and it's not sure which way it's going to fall. I felt like that's where I was. And there were other ways I could have gone through mm. physiotherapy. It didn't mm. have to be guitar. But I think that choice is what led it to hit, to fall the right way and hit a bunch of other dominoes that eventually led to where I am. Yeah. But, but see, I mean, y- you were meant to do this. That's how I see it. Like, you were meant to do this. I feel like I less uh, know that and more just discover it. <laughs> I don't find myself in this situation, you know. No, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, when 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 we first obviously got to know the story, and this is obviously how everybody asked you that because it's the story about how you get into music. Because it was always interesting. Um, but I'm gonna ask you again, and to follow through on this one, okay, the guitar helped obviously regain you, your arm, and everything. Cool. When did you get into music? Was it the second you held the guitar? I was into it before, I'd say. Mm. When I was around four years old, I was singing and walking with my parents. And a music teacher passed by, not my music teacher, not anyone, just randomly, completely random, and uh, comes and just like says, oh, is he in a choir? And after my parents were like, no, he's not in a choir. <laughs> like, well, he should be in a choir. You should put him in a choir or something. Um, they didn't put me in a choir, <laughs> but uh, that's such a random I, combo. It's such though. a random combo. <laughs> I started doing. I done. Turns out I was what's it called? Um, he, I don't know. The dude liked my voice or something, and I started doing. I done in, mm. in Saudi. Mm. 
But then I also, I guess, was always kind of just into music throughout my life. I don't think there was ever a point where I wasn't. That's very interesting. Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's it's great that, you know, you know what you want to do. Yeah. Especially, a lot of my friends, especially now, struggle a lot with that at this age. Like, what we're going to do with our lives, where, where we're going to go. It's very tough. And for me, alhamdulillah, I think I was very lucky that... Um, you found the passion. I found the passion, but I feel like not only found it, I feel like it was always kind of just there. Honestly, it was always there. Mm. I, I, the, the, the incident amplified it? The incident, everything in my life kept happening in ways that would push me in this direction. Especially when I would push away. It felt actually like when the times I would push away from what I was, let's say, quote unquote, meant to do. Yeah. As cheesy as it sounds. No. But when I would try to push away from it, life would pull me back even harder. It's mm. like an elastic band or like a arrow. And, you know, it's like you try to run away, but then you're only strengthening the arrow's pull. And then all of a sudden, pow, and now it shoots even further than you expect. And that's, oh my God, that, that, where's my Rana applause right there? There's a Rana applause somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, take it out. <laughs> I, I agree with that, bro. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that big time. Because um, the way you said that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we're talking to somebody right now who's obviously released records, released an EP, is working on an album, all these incredible things. Um, he's toured with One Republic in Europe. Like, that's a big thing that we're going to talk about. So the thing that you're talking about right now is very, very interesting. I think it's that's why I'm saying it's meant to be. Um, but before we go to the next chapters, when did you decide, okay, you know what? I want to release music. I want to start writing music like you mm. and, and release it as Mish'al. And I want people to know what I'm thinking. Wh when was that? When did I want to be a musician yeah i think i was maybe i think i was maybe 15 okay. years old okay but i started writing when i was maybe nine and a half ten wow so and uh like composing and stuff and like even production technically with like friends and just like touching random things making instruments or songs out of random things and mm. recording it also since i was 11 maybe like 11 12 and I was also into computer science a lot. So by the time I was 15, I uh, had made my own DAW so I could record demos on. <laughs> it was a horrible DAW. Like it only <laughs> runs three tracks. I mean, I'm not the best coder in the world. There's yeah. a reason why I'm a musician yeah. and not a computer scientist. No, no but, 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 but I know that the, 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 what is it? The, the, the Xbox mic played a role. That's, what, that's exactly what it was, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the same mic that I, and the same system even that I used for a couple of the songs. I moved on to Logic later, but first, for, for a big time, it was that. No, but ladies and gentlemen, see, this is what makes Mish'al unique because there's a lot of people that could relate to, to what you just said right now. And there was no, there was no, you, you said, okay, so you got 11 or, or 15, you started, okay, getting into it as a musician. One of the things I like about you, and I hope you don't take this the, the wrong way, right? is that when you're doing music, you do it for you. It's not. It, it's more of a necessity to keep you Mish'al uh, Tamar. Right? <laughs> that's, that's very, very accurate. Yes. Because, because other musicians do it because, oh, they're good at it. Other musicians, they feel like, okay, they, you, Mish'al Tamar, you do music for you, and later you found out that you're also impacting the world, and that kept you going. Yeah, I had no idea, honestly. <laughs> Even when the songs were like going viral it was happening right under my nose i had no clue i wouldn't even open up my spotify uh. page like i would just forget about it <laughs> kind of just keep making more See, songs an another thing that what makes people like you relatable is that there is husniya which means there's good intention and even the way you're speaking right now you uh, you didn't do it to become famous. You didn't do it to. Wow. There was good and, and look what God is giving you. I think this is really um, incredible. Listen, I want to take a very short break, but because there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but I want to put you on the spot. And before that, I have a I have a surprise for you. Okay. Pedal bike. Yeah. Is actually a song on rotation on this radio. Meaning, you know what that means. You know what that means. Uh, no. Meaning that this song plays. 
every day a certain amount of time it's on rotation you can find it like at 3am in the morning it's playing oh wow that means it doesn't play on my show like I play a record for you every single time I'm on air for sure but Pedal Bike specifically is the song that is on the station always wow yeah you know what's funny <laughs> Pedal Bike was originally recorded on my doll <laughs> like my DAW yeah, that's it. why only if you listen to it it's mm. only got three tracks I know but I love this record thanks can, can we play it right now yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> cool we're gonna play Pedal Bike <laughs> by Misha Altema ladies and gentlemen um, incredible incredible um, artist singer songwriter human being we're gonna be right back this is him Misha Altema with Pedal Bike keep it locked catch a vibe with Big S only on Pulse Pulse 95 we're back right here ladies and gentlemen catch a vibe on Pulse 95 radio airs every Saturday and Sunday from 9pm to 10pm it's a huge honor to have our guest in the studio today he made time obviously to come through Mishal um, Tamir somebody who at a young age at 23, 24 has inspired me and I'm 43 and I've seen him evolve I've seen him grow I've seen him um, you know kind of tackle life in a way from from a musical perspective um michelle again thank you so much for for coming through thank you for having me uh when i say lo-fi what does it mean to michelle low i mean what it's low fidelity it's what it's what it stands for Mm. uh to me i had no idea what it was when i was making it (laughs) i just uh didn't have equipment but Mm. that kind of tells you that um if you have something that you want to do, don't wait for permission. Mm. Don't wait for anything, really. And definitely don't wait for the right moment. That doesn't exist. So I didn't have a microphone, so I used the Xbox microphone. It's low fidelity. I didn't have uh, Logic or FL Studios, so I made a really tiny, crappy little DAW. Yeah. It's low fidelity. Only supports like three tracks. And then put that stuff together... And put your heart in it. Uh. And if you really want to do it, your heart's going to be in it whether you like it or not. So you might as well just put it all out there on the table. And you never know. Do, do Someone you, might connect, you know. Do you remember the first time you released something and, and people connected with it? Runaway. Like, yeah. My song, Runaway. Do you remember how you felt? Uh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Take, take me back. It was 2018. Yeah. February. Uh-huh. And I release it. I'm talking about stuff that you know I wouldn't even tell my parents. I wouldn't tell my brothers or my closest friends. And I make this account, Papa Misho, yeah. which nobody knows about. <laughs> and I uh, and I don't tell anyone about it. I don't show my face, nothing. Mm. And I put the song out. I had no idea it was gonna like get the attention that I got. And um, I think it was on SoundCloud first, and. Yeah. It, it was like um, in in the first week, it got like 80k streams. It was my first song that I put up there. Yeah, your feelings though. How? Like, my, my feelings? Yeah. Looking at that number scared me <laughs> because I was not expecting that. I was trying to, like I said, I was not, didn't want anyone to find out about this. I was trying to like hide away. I was in a place really dark, man. I felt like. Like, like, like I wanted to run away, but there's nowhere to run to. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I remember listening to this track and, and I think this is why I think you, the, the kind of thing that you do, Mishal, it's not you're, you're, you impacted yourself, right? You elevated yourself, but right now there are other people that are on on this bandwagon or in this journey and this is where for me it gets the responsibility for a 24 23 year old right now where you at i want you to explain it to me how you're feeling now with all the success that you've been through with everything that you worked with with all the news that you have that you haven't really announced with the album with the success with the with the vision 2030 of Saudi Arabia being the way it is, all these things. How does Mish Al Tamar feel? Um, do you, do you still want to run away? I felt like when I was 18 years old when I made that song, I um, I was on an island and I took a boat 
And I started, uh, you know, I embarked. And that was the song is that, that first step. For a lot of time, I was finding my island. Mm. Today, I think I found it. Wow. I was talking off air um, to your manager, Musab. Shout out to him. And, and sometimes I asked him, uh, does he shock you? Like, the, the question is, do you shock yourself sometimes? By what? Like, with the way you were thinking. Like, the, the, way, you, the way you have evolved. It's, it's crazy. I used to be very... Um, how do I say? What's the word? When we are talking about Mishal's evolution yeah. from this record, yeah. right, and even b- before, t- till now, there's a there's an evolution that we see in the lyrics. There's an evolution even in the vibe. There's a style and everything. There's songwriting for sure. Mm-hmm. When you look back at this evolution, w- what do you see as as Mishal? W- w- where do you see you've evolved? One thing for sure was limitation. Meaning? Meaning the stuff like. The stuff from the lo-fi days was lo-fi not by choice. It was by necessity. Oof. You know? I didn't even know what lo-fi was until I found out. <laughs> <laughs> from people telling me that this is lo-fi. <laughs> and, and the interesting part is one of our first conversations was I was looking for lo-fi producers and people kept tagging you. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And I was is like... Is that how you found me? Yeah. That wow. Was, that was... that was and people asked, I'm looking for Arab producers... Who do lo- lo-fi give me? Michelle, tell me Michelle. I'm like, okay. It's fine. I don't even produce lo-fi. Yeah. And I, you told me that later. Yeah. You're like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I've always been a fan of like the kind of music that, well, the kind of music that I'm making now. That's my question. I had to, dude, there was during this time from when Runaway started, like, mm. when, when, when I was, when I was doing Runaway, I only knew how to play guitar. Um, Now I play uh, guitar, drums, mm. piano, bass, and sax. Obviously, you're more comfortable, but you with yourself and songwriting. But what would you say you have evolved in the most? Mm. Is it songwriting? No, it's fear. Mm. It's fear. The biggest change I hope to see this, especially coming up now, like I was telling about the releases and stuff. You know, mm. back then, dude. I, w- I was scared when I saw people getting the, the numbers. I was in music school. I was supposed to be happy. I was I was thinking, oh, should I take it down? And like debating whether I should take it down or not. But then at the same time, I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do something with this. I don't know what. Maybe I can use it as like writing credits and just be a writer behind the scenes. I had I didn't want anything to do with it. And, and it was a blockage. And I didn't realize that, but it was a blockage due to like trauma and stuff. And mm. that's like what made me hold myself off from that. During COVID and like the time around it, that was when those 800 songs popped up. Well, not popped up, but like, you know, every single day, every hour. I forget whether it was day or night. I wouldn't care. All I cared about was getting this out of me, you know? And I I didn't want to show it to anybody. It wasn't even on my mind. Yeah. And, you know, there was a. I, I stayed in that studio, and I was allowed to stay in that studio and use it for free because I made a deal with the manager of the studio, which is essentially like, hey, if I if I help you with writing, and he worked for Sony Publishing, so I was like, if I help you with writing, he'll let me use the that, that room for free. And I know nobody ever used that room because it's not even Studio A, it's not Studio B, it's Studio C, and Studio C is like not even on the website. It's like the size of this table. I used to sleep with my legs under the table and my head under the chair with the stools. I don't know if I think I told you this. Like, wow, no. Well, I'm telling you now. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, that's how I lived for two years. We need a Studio C record. Actually, you're getting them. <laughs> the album Home is Changing is Studio C. Wow. Yeah. Home Changing, ladies and gentlemen, is an album that Michelle has been obviously working on. I want to definitely talk about that. Um, later um like you hear even in the album if you listen throughout it you'll hear when i started learning how to play drums you hear when i started learning piano you hear all of it as it changes and the first line of the album is darling i'll hold you through the changes yeah yeah. i love that Uh, before we take a short break are you afraid of losing this passion no i'm afraid dude 
I'm afraid of fear itself. I'm afraid that I'm going to end up in a hole again where I'm too scared to release my stuff to the world mm. and no one will ever see it. Mm. And I'm going to die. Mm. Whether I like it or not, we all are. And mm. stuff, this will, songs live longer than people. Facts. And and this is exactly, I was going to say this to you, Michelle, um, after our conversation, but I'll say it right now. You've already impacted people, like already now, with the songs that is put out. You've already impacted people because of the lyrics, obviously, and because of how you navigate through. You are very uh, approachable. You're very, very caring. And believe me, when people see you, they feel that. So to answer your question, definitely songs live longer, 100%. And that's how I feel you're doing it with your music. Now, I don't know if it's deliberate or if it's something that you just put, you know, it was just happened to you like that. Um, th- this is, I think, this this is the journey that that is for you. Um, another um, question on the spot. So you're the radio host right now. You could play any record for you. What would it be? <laughs> oh, did did Runaway play before under our voice? No, we'd love to play it. I think we can st- go. Let's start right at the beginning, 2018. This this is. I don't know if the song ever played on radio anywhere. So this really? might just yeah, dude. It was a lo- lo-fi song. It was made like. Uh, no, I played Runaway before. Oh, on the you radio played Runaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would love to play it again. No problem. Well, <laughs> yeah. How many songs can we play? Uh, we'll play one record right now, and then yeah, we could choose other records to play for sure. Like total, four or five. <laughs> oh <laughs> then we can do it. We can afford. Yeah. That. Yeah. Let's okay. <laughs> Runaway, ladies and gentlemen, um, incredible record, of course. I love what Mishal really was representing, um, and how he, how he is. I. I I got to tell you a confession quickly. It's hard to do a chat with somebody that you're a fan of. I'm a big fan, bro. Like, just know that. Seriously, it's so hard. We're on the radio, and I just wanted you guys to know, Mish'al Tamir is somebody who is really, really um, impacting ready, and I want you guys to really um, help him amplify what he's trying to say, like, if that makes sense. Let's listen to Runaway uh, by Mish'al, and we're going to be right back. Keep a lock right here, Pulse95. Pulse, Pulse 95. Welcome back to Catch a Vibe right here. Big Hass, Pulse 95 Radio, and the incredible Mishal Tamar, who is just really um, made my week, man. What a guy. Like, seriously, the conversations off air as well is incredible. Um, but I want you guys to focus about what I'm about to say right now, because I've been, I've been saying this on the radio, but right now I'm saying it to his face. Um, when I found out that our guest, Michel Temer, who's in front of me right here, you can see him, um, is going on tour with One Republic. It was, was the announcement. It was like Michel Temer, One Republic on Instagram. It was like a collaboration thing. I'm like, what? Hold on. I really, I'm not kidding you, Michel. I had to refresh to make sure <laughs> things are right. I was like, what's going on? It was, it was, it was mixed between uh, a shocking kind of feeling and there was this proud moment of like oh my god now this is the first feeling and then you went on the tour we're going to talk about and then i was like okay people need to talk about this like seriously people need to address that this is a a big huge humongous thing for for an arab artist to go on tour with one of the biggest bands in the world a band that has impacted millions of people and you're actually on tour with them that is a big deal. And I think the question is, seriously, Michelle, seriously, tell me how do you feel when you found out that you're actually going on tour? Like, dissect it to me. Um, <laughs> grateful. Huh? I felt grateful. Yeah. And I felt lucky. Mm. Because look at this life. And look at this world we live in. We're all inside time. Mm. Mm. So timing matters. If I was born 10 years before, I wouldn't be sitting here today. See? Now, lucky too. Placement matters. It's time and place. I was born to a particularly open family. Mm. You know, mm. my mother is half Latino. Mm. Well, my dad is South. Yeah. So, you know, 
in all my even my family that isn't uh, that's fully Saudi, you know, that's not mixed like me, are pretty open too. So we always were into music, you know, we're always open to it. Of course, my parents weren't super fond of the idea in the, be- <laughs> in the yeah. beginning, yeah. but that's normal and that's fine. But it was still possible for me. It wasn't something that was a no-go zone, mm. in a sense. Mm. And for the time, I was born in 1999, wasn't always like that in my country. Yeah, 100%. So I think I got very lucky and very grateful. Uh, very lucky with that. So... Was it like a, a, a pinch me moment? Right? Like, this is happening, you're opening... No, I, it, you're, you're felt, on tour, it was not- weird. I, I didn't not believe it. Now, there's some <laughs> news that, that I don't believe. And there's some things like... Like there's, you know, I tell you one that I'm too excited about that I don't believe. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm a huge gamer. Yeah. And uh, I'm, like my favorite game that I used to play since 2007 was Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like I grew up playing this game. Yeah. And um, lately, like the past three years, I'd say, like I, they kind of drifted off what they used to be. Facts. And uh, honestly, same thing with me. <laughs> I kind of drifted off what I was supposed to be. I was hiding away from what was, you know, I think destiny, mm. really. And Oof. Um, Oof. today I'm coming back to that, coming back to myself. And mm. alhamdulillah, it's, you know, knock on wood, alhamdulillah is all I can say. And Assassin's Creed is doing the same thing. So <laughs> that, that's, that's can be can, with yeah. Mirage. I mean, they're coming back to the Islamic, if you play a game, you get to be in the height of the golden age mm. of the Islamic empire. Mm, mm. What other game can you do that? I'm excited. Man. But uh, with One Republic yeah. news, just lucky and grateful. It's just just it's, grateful. Yeah, but but Misha, I, I, I see what you're saying. But it's also a big deal that you were on stage with them. You toured, what? You went to what? Germany, Italy, England, yes, uh, Austria, Austria. <laughs> Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. And you were playing before them. Now, the question is I want to ask you, is obviously the first show you played, right? And then the evolution of the shows that you started to play. Take me through the process of oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> Good question. Okay. The first show yeah. was my first show ever outside Bara Saudiya. Oh, wow. That was your first show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so actually, and, and, and it was, it's funny, it, it was, um, so it happened in the Wembley Arena. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, So you're talking to an introvert here, man. Imagine how I felt. Oh. And, uh, but it's, it was, that's my first time performing in London. Yeah. And that was the first place. You know who else that was the first place to perform in London as an opener? Who? Beyonce. What? Yeah. Fun fact. Who, who did up that? Your manager? Must have, of Must course, have. yeah. <laughs> Great job. See, that's why he's an amazing manager. Yeah, he's the best. Be- wow. Yeah. And. Um, okay, so yeah. your feelings at that point. My and, and feelings. The, and the wow. evolution, obviously, from the first show you, you did. Because I've seen some videos afterwards. You look pretty comfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was uh, definitely a growth that yeah. happened. Yeah, within that time. the tour, within that time, hundred percent. Because I was doing it every day. What would you say you've gained? I wouldn't call it confidence, okay. because I think that can give people the wrong impression. Mm. Mm. I would call it learning to let go. Oof. Another one applause. He's dropping jewels. He dropping jewels. Well, you get what I mean, though, right? Yes, yes. It's like, instead of being like, oh, I'm going to feel confident in myself, just think, you know what? <sighs> you know? <That's> <laughs> if there's a sound effect to that. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And if you don't know, it's good that you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, letting go is releasing yourself from your fears and you never regret it that's the beauty of it you never regret it you're never going to regret it if you're scared of doing it just remember you're not going to regret it and this is interesting that you say that because obviously I wish we even have time to dive deep into the 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 timing that you were going through and what you were going through it was a bit of a dark time and how obviously this 
One Republic tour came in and he was like, let it go. It somehow healed you again. In a way, yeah. In a way, right? It was kind of like what the seven, the past seven months, really. When Mushab joined us, it was seven months ago. Mm. He was super excited and he was, you know, oh yeah, like huge, biggest smile on his face, jumping around, waking up early in the morning. <laughs> and I was completely the opposite. I would, I would be like laying down in the couch with my head outside the couch mm. and just like, like not wanting to do anything, not wanting to be anything, not wanting to mm. exist really. And like, he believed in me more than I believed in myself. Bless him. Honestly. Yeah. And and people like that are truly important. Seriously. They I, are. I, I, I really, I really respect people like that because they're, you know, they're with you. Um, so respect to him and of course the whole team. But Mishael, again, we're talking about One Republic, one of the biggest. And when you open and and played and the tour, it's a big deal. Like you say, there's a growth. Yes, it was. It's like I made a promise to myself in a weird way. Dude. Mm. The first show in London, the mic went out. And the whole oh, yeah, sound, the it was a technical difficulty. Technical difficulty, the power cut, everything. And, the, and then they told us to leave the stage. Uh. The band left the stage. And I'm standing there for like three seconds, I'd say. And this thought comes into my head. And this was kind of what led to, I guess, the promise. The thought was, I look at these people and I see their faces and they're here to see a show. Yeah. They're here to be entertained. Yeah. It's not very nice. And and I'm here, my job is the opener. Yeah. Not everybody is like where they're like waiting for music on the stage. There are some people going there, some people walking around, wandering correct, around. Correct. My job as the opener is to bring these people in. Facts. Oh wow. So the, the fact that you said that alone is, is growth. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. From from that I decided I'm not leaving the stage. <laughs> I have a microphone that still works in my hand. And, you know, it, a, it looks like a really comfortable place to sit right there. So I walked a little bit in front, sat down on the front of the stage like this uh-huh. with my legs <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> and I just spoke to them. I said, I introduced myself to the audience and um, told them a little bit of like a story of, you know, who I am and why I'm there. Mm. And part of that story, which, you know, some members of my team were saying, like, you know, maybe don't say it. Maybe don't say that. Was. Was. And a Saudi baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's perfect. <laughs> there was silence at first. Okay. You know, people from outside a lot still have stigma. Mm. But you know what fixes that? What? Human connection. Facts. Human connection. Facts. Real life experience Facts. washes away stigma better than any sport can. 100%. So, that's what happened that night. There was one person who I noticed in particular from before was jamming to the first couple songs. Okay. When the music, when, when, when everything went off and even when after I said that, there was complete dead silence for that second. There's and a dude, that's going to be, by the way. <laughs> like with glasses and everything just raised blonde hair everything this guy puts both his hands up like this <laughs> like first of all who does that what a legend yeah. <laughs> like this and he goes yeah and then everyone in the car just yo vroom. yeah that's, and that's respect <laughs> it takes one it takes one it takes one it it definitely takes one um this record right here This is a record by One Republic called I Lived. Hope when you take that jump, you don't feel the fall. And Mishal, Hope when the water you just told me some incredible facts about this. You were actually brought back on stage to sing this record. Yes, the, the crowds really enjoyed the show, alhamdulillah, the opening show. Mm. We did a good job of bringing all the crowds in. So it had a full house, like, halfway through. Yeah. And um, they liked that a lot, um, especially Brent from One Republic. So mm. he came back and he was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna sing with us a song?" And I said, "Yeah, definitely, man, of course." 
th- so this record though this was it and if we focus on the some of the lyrics in it like if if you were focusing on the lyrics right you were talking about the lyrics such a such a full circle moment for it you, was right? complete full circle you know what's even crazier <laughs> i learned that song 30 minutes before playing oh, it oh wow yeah with Musab there in the same room and I, john the music director shout I, out john shout out to john <laughs> um but all these things happening um Michelle, to you, you said something interesting. It's like every time something uh, pulls me away, <laughs> life c- comes back. I pull me away. You pull yourself away. I pull away. me away. It's life a problem. Puts... <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think it's life. And also to be, from my perspective, as somebody who's a radio host and blogger and a supporter, it's also fans. I think that the fans, you have an amazing relationship with your fans. Shout out to the chicken gang. 100%. 100%. In, t- in terms of like what they, what they were able to do and how they inspire you and... Um, but this tour, Michel, if there's kind of one thing you can talk about and say it, it helped you with, what would it be? Like the One Republic tour. I'm telling you, man, letting go. That, that even saying that I'm Saudi was letting go. Yes, I'm Saudi. Yes, some people might not like it. Mm. Yes, you have some image of your head of what I am based on just my nationality because yeah. you haven't seen any public figures coming out to the world from my country. Facts. You know what? Now you see. I'm here. <laughs> I'll change that any way I can. And and that that is that always been something that you thought about in terms of do you know that you're uh, you're going to become an ambassador obviously to to the country right now? In terms of like you're gonna go and sing in places where maybe they even they you know they haven't seen somebody from Saudi. It's funny. It's funny you say that actually, because I feel like I've got the tools. Facts. I've got the tools to make it happen. Mm. I've Alhamdulillah, you know the alignment of the universe or whatever mm. you want to call it, or <laughs> also is on that side, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, take this, for example. My mother was born and raised in Ecuador. Mm. That's in Latin America. Yeah. So I speak fluent Spanish. Yep. And, of course, sing it and write this as well. The Latin market is the biggest right now. Facts. This was also timing. If mm. I wasn't born in 1999, by the time I'm 24, you would not have the Latin market be this big. And it's not. it wasn't like, it wasn't this big five years ago either. Mm. and now it's starting to overtake a lot of the others Mm. globally Mm. when I see this also at this point as well is when the Arabs are starting just just starting to get less stigmatized so that's great too Mm. we're starting to become cool finally you know how we have these cycles of how what happens in the world Mm. I think for us our time is coming yeah at least in terms of societal acceptance. Mm. We had a really bad setback with 9-11, especially in the States. Facts. I don't look that Arab. (laughs) I can get away with it. Mm. I've had, and here's the thing. I can, because of these tools, I can make music that appeals to multiple markets Mm. across the world. I can reach people that others from my country won't be able to, even if they sang in English. You realize that? I realize that. I also realize I'm not going to be around forever. Mm. And, man, look what's happening to our country, too. Look what's happening now with everything changing the way it is and... Mm. Alhamdulillah, with like what MBS is doing, it's literally the timing couldn't be more on point. Mm. And it's not even on purpose. So just, it's not that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to be the ambassador. It's more like, dude, you should probably do this. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You're, you're giving all these amazing, um, you know, things to do. And one republic uh we're gonna talk next about you know, obviously you, you perform you open up for you know imagine dragons in, in, in saudi arabia you you have uh, there's a lot of things happening and all i just want you to know Mishal, is that um i want you to know that we're very proud 
And I want you to know that we realize the growth. People have been following you from day one, especially I'm talking to the day one fans. They've seen that um, and, and they know that. Um, I actually want to play Disco Cowboy. Um, tell me a, li- a little bit about this record quickly. I can Disco. tell you something cool. Tell me about it. So what you're going to hear mm-hmm. are, um, you know, we've got... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in New York... Yeah. Well, you're going to hear right now this here. That sound you can't get from a guitar. <laughs> it's like a hypnotic sound. It's kind of like when you take, you know, in, in especially Khaliji music, right? Yeah. It doesn't go sometimes in fours. Like you have things go in fours and phrases that go in eight bar, 16 bar, 32 bar. Correct. Nah, nah, nah. It's 5, 10, 15. It does something different. If you hear some Shailat, by the way, yeah. it does yeah. something different. Yeah. This song has that effect in the guitar melody. If you listen to it carefully, it morphs as it goes on. Also, that guitar melody, (laughs) it ain't a guitar, baby. That's a oud. Yeah. Wow. When I was in New York, I took a really cheap oud, broke it from the back and tried to mic it up. Didn't work. So I got another one. (laughs) Tried the same thing, but more carefully this time. I used the pencil, and this is what it sounded like. What? That's one string. To get that sound out of a guitar, you're gonna need like 10 different pedals and I don't know what fuzz equipment it is. For a oud, you just need a little distortion and one string. Wow. That's the beauty, that's the richness that we have from our culture, from our home. And that's what happens when you take tradition mm. and heritage and you mix it with innovation. Yo, this is a drop, drop the mic moment. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear the full record. Disco Cowboy, Mish'al Tamir. We're going to be right back. Definitely top three Catch a Vibe show um, for us. Do not go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Mish'al. Catch a Vibe with Big Hess. Only on Pulse. Pulse 95. Pulse. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, I would say it's a historic uh, episode of Catch a Vibe. Number 28. Um... Michelle, you, you Googled what 28 is. Can you, can you remind me? What, what is it? Sure thing. <laughs> so as he's Googling, it was like we were Googling the number. What is 28 sounds for? This is episode 28. And obviously, we are in the presence of his manager right here, Musab. Yes. Uh, you, you can see him right here. Put your, put your hands up. In the, yes, Musab. <laughs> uh, incredible guy. Um, yeah, Michelle, what is it? 28? So the meaning of the number 28 also represents a wealth of the universe. So with hard work and determination, you might soon find yourself with an abundance of good fortune, especially in your professional life. And if you if you listen to this interview, right, you would see that Mishal obviously opened for One Republic and he said the first thing I felt was ungrateful. Um, this whole thing, I know Mishal about four, four years or so, and this is the first time we kind of connect and meet and it's been an honor sitting down and just really getting to know him um, on, a, on a human level. I'm so proud of him. Um, I'm so proud of you, uh, Mishal. Performing in Saudi Arabia. I saw the first time when you were stepped and you were performing in there. It was such a good moment for me to watch you. But I want you to tell me your feelings performing in front of your, obviously, our people. Wait, you were there in 2021, Middle No, Beast? I wasn't there, but I was watching on uh, online, uh, online stories and stuff. And I was, I was like, I was, I saw your face, and I saw wh- what a big moment this for yeah. you is yeah. to perform. This is, this is a, a a Saudi singer who is singing in English mainly to the people of Saudi Arabia, who who supposedly, like you said, were opening for the world, and we have. I believe, Mish'al, we've always had our voice. It's just a matter of it's amplified right now, really. Our voices have been there. You know, like in, in Jeddah, in, and, and, you know, the, the people of Saudi Arabia has always been there. Now, people and the world is looking. And like uh, Mohammed bin Salman, God bless him, said, he said, this region is going to be the new Europe. So, and we have the 2030 vision. When you were performing in Saudi Arabia, your songs, your lyrics... With, with with what you went through, with all the, the difficult times that you went through writing these records, what were your feelings performing in Saudi Arabia? Do you mean coming back on uh, Gamers 8 or the first time? The first time. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Uh. A week before performing, I had a conversation with my mother. 
Okay. Because I'm known as not a very loud kid, you know. I've always been an introvert, a bit of a bookworm. And um, yeah, quiet. What was the conversation about? The conversation was this. My mom comes to me and says, <laughs> Mish, you know, are you sure you have it in you? <laughs> God bless. I'm serious. I mean, not, not exactly the words you want to hear from your mom before you're going to perform to God knows how many thousands of people. But that's yeah, but, what happens. But, but she, she knew what, exactly what to ask, though. I guess so. Mm. Because uh, the answer was, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. It's out of my comfort. Mm. But I'm doing it. How else do you grow unless you get out of a place that's comfortable? Misha, do you realize that people were some of the people were singing your lyrics? I know. Mm. And, and crying. And how did, yeah, how did that make you feel? I'll tell you, I'll tell you actually exactly how it went. Mm. So I get on the stage and I immediately regret my decision to have ever decided to do any of this. <laughs> I was freaking scared. And wow. then I'm this is backstage. Like I'm on the stage, but I'm still behind, not yet in front of the people, right? And um, I've got my in-ears on, so I can't hear anything. Okay. And my friend there is with me, Hassan. Mm. And he's looking at me, and like he sees me freaking out. And I look at him, and I'm like, I can't do this. I, I literally, like, my face like this, I'm like shaking my head. <laughs> it's the first time performing ever, man. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, man. Yeah. It must be nerve-wracking just talking about it as well. <laughs> it is. It brings me back a little bit. But it was the most beautiful moment in my life. Because he takes the he he's trying to tell me something and I'm like no, no I can't. he's trying to tell me something. I think he's trying to convince me to go in or I don't know what and I'm like my brain's not listening I'm like shutting down I'm pushing mm. doing this thing where I'm pushing everything away I'm pushing everything away I don't want to do this why did I even get myself into this mm. I'm not good enough for this in the first place are they gonna hear my music they're not gonna like it why am I even here I wow. shouldn't be here what boom, is this I'm gonna just run away back into my house and just hide in my room and stay there I can make music there all the time I can make there and do the writing all this stuff was just going through my head I could just be a writer for the rest of my life I do producing and writing just send it out his credits he'll be fine I'll just do that and then he pulls out my in-ear he pulls out my in-ear like with force right yeah. and it's it's a, it's in there so yeah. and I hear my name oh. but he's not saying it the crowd was oh saying it oh my god it's still on Instagram if you go first show on Instagram show number one it's a highlight it's an Instagram highlights it's like show number hashtag one oh. you see the whole thing happen I even had laryngitis when uh, before when I was doing rehearsals I was sick uh, all, all of this stuff oh my god you see god. the whole story on Instagram if did, you like if you want to go back and did, go for did it that, did, yeah. what, what did that do the second did, you heard that when I heard that and it's also, you could, it's, it's all that. You can hear it, by the way. It's a loud chant. Mishal, Mishal, I put my in-ear back on and I just... Let's go. Let's go. I didn't even say let's go. I didn't even, I didn't even like, I just ran onto the stage. And I ran. I didn't walk. I ran. <laughs> I just ran up there. I love this guy. Look, and see, uh, yeah. the, 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 the more I get to know you, Mishal, the more... <laughs> I love this. No, seriously. I love every single word that you said. Because I think you, you described this as the most beautiful mo- moment in your life. Yes. Um, which, is, which is very important. It shows the, 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 the kind of heart, uh, obviously, that you have. Um, we, we're on the radio over here, obviously, in this interview. We, we try to, we're like kind of tiptoeing, really, uh, in terms of like the things that you've done. Um, you know, you, you, you came through the Gamers 8, um, which was really amazing as well. Um, you had the the anthem, the official anthem with with Lunar, which is a record I play a lot, by the way, right here on the show as well. Thank you. Um, I guess look, towards the end, I, I wanna I wanna know from you, Mishad. Um, me and you had a conversation about three years and a half ago about Home is Changing, the the album. Yes. And I think this is a truly important album. Yes. For for for, I guess. Arabic music and Saudi music specifically because the title is very, like, you know, home is changing. Yeah. Now, in what way has this album evolved from three, four years till now? Well, <laughs> at first it was going to be an EP. Okay. And then it was going to be a mixtape. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's an album. Then it was going to be an album. Yeah. Then it was going to be a mixtape again. Oh. Now. It's a lot of changing. <laughs> it's five EPs. Uh, oh. 
that are leading to essentially this album slash mixtape. Okay. But it's, okay. We, I like to call it an album. It depends on how Spotify, how the DSPs take it, really, mm-hmm. the streaming platforms. It don't matter. You, you, you call it. Like, you know, album slash mixtape. Now they have like this thing where it's like if you, if you release the projects separately and then you put them, pile them together, then you'll have to call it a mixtape. Mm. It's like a new thing and we're not sure about it. Like, it, was, it was a call today. So I don't know. Okay. You don't have to add this into the thing. Actually, please don't add this to the thing. Don't Let's just call it album for now. Okay. Because um, that was like a technical thing now. Mm. Zubad, the important thing, this album was at first going to have like, it was going to be your ordinary album and it, it wasn't even going to be called Home is Changing at first. They wanted to call it Mish'al and I was like, no, I don't, I don't mm. want to do that. Mm. Sure, it's my debut album, whatever, but uh, you know, it's not about me. Where I'm from, there's this this means a lot more than just, hey, there's a new artist and his name is Mish'al. Facts. You know, like, Facts. nobody has done this. And it's about time more people do. So it's not just me that's changing. It's not just me that's this. It's home that's you, changing. Oh, wow. You, you got a whole ecosystem that's changing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, and I think to really put that in the title was important to me. Mm. That's the first thing. And that's this, the one thing that through the years always stuck. Okay. I'm not changing that for the world. Okay. Now... It went to a journey, I guess, this whole... It, yeah, it... Um, <laughs> this whole album. It went from, you know, some singles and, like, songs I was really passionate about to, yes, those singles and songs I'm still passionate about are still on the album. Uh. But I decided to let go again. <laughs> and oh. this time... Um, mm. Sorry, if I can just have the music cut for a bit. Sure. This is, like... This decision was made... After I had gotten out of the, the darkest hole I've ever found myself mm. in, really. It was so... It felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And it felt like the tunnel wasn't even, you know, you, didn't even, you couldn't even walk out. It was like this. It was a hole. Mm. So how do you get out of that, you know? This was when you were doing the album. This was this was when I was this was starting from 2018. Yeah, and this was mm. like the album ended up becoming a collection. I had a conversation with um, with with Mo from the Mo Show podcast. Mm. Shout out to him. Shout out Mo Show. Big, big respect uh, to you, my brother. I I hope you see this. Big respect to you, and that conversation was so cool. And and shout out to you for giving Misha that safe space to to speak. It was incredible. And the. The, the slap on the face, honestly, that mm. I needed, because there, <laughs> there, nah, there yeah. are eight hundred songs that, if it wasn't for that slap, would never see the light of day. Mm. And those songs, I've made them from the age of. It's, think about this: mm. eight hundred songs. That's a lot of music. That's, that's more lot. music than many artists release in their entire careers. Facts. <laughs> now this. Also, the time period that I was writing and producing these songs was when I was 18 to 23. Yeah. This time in a person's life from 18 to 23 is monumental. Critical. In terms of, critical in terms of the changes you go through and who you become. Mm. For me, it was also... It was a journey, but it was also a battle, man. Like, it started... Mm. Like and that's where mm. like I, I suffered a lot during that time. And like it's not easy to talk about, but mm. you know, I've spoken about it before, so and I'm for sure will speak of it again because alhamdulillah I'm in a better place now and God bless. Also, you know, this can this can happen t- to anyone and there's no shame in it. But more importantly than that, there is a way out of it. And that was, I was, um, you know, I was suicidal. Mm. And it was really like I was, I didn't like who I was. I, just a bunch of stuff, man. I was just, you know, when you, I hit rock bottom, so to speak, Mm. right? And I, I call that part of my life, that chapter, 
call it the deep because it's that tunnel only it doesn't look like this and just you can't just walk out of it it's like this and you feel like man this is hopeless hopeless that's the deep hmm. hopelessness and that's the first chapter of the album that and <laughs> throughout every song you feel that feeling hmm. Even the the beginning of it, it starts with the lowest note of the piano, hmm. because that's and it's just boom, and that's where I wanted to start. The let's say the EP with that, and it wasn't on purpose. All this stuff happened by coincidence. It was kind of like curating it all into the story by just seeing when I wrote it. Honestly, it wasn't too hard. It was <laughs> see where you write it and see what just be. The hardest thing was putting it on the album and like allowing myself mm. to like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to say these things. I'm going to actually put the stuff out there. Yeah. Things that I, like I said before, I wouldn't talk about in my yeah. re real life. You know, like I, like I, these, I wouldn't, things I wouldn't even admit to myself. Everything that you said right now, a lot of people can relate to. But you have a talent, which is obviously this, you know, music. You have this platform or the art form or let out or whatever it is that we want to call. And I think you're using it in the best way. I want to say thank you for so much for you know, you talked about it before, you talked about it right now, yeah. and you got to talk about it. And I think it is part of you. Yeah, and it's, here's the thing, like that's, home is changing, sure. It talks about what's going through back home. And in a way, I think that if, you, if you're just honest about what you're going through, you'll relate to anybody mm. or anything. So I think if you look at home is changing and you look at what it's about, it can relate to a person who's a teenager becoming an adult going through adolescence. <laughs> you can also relate to exactly what's happening in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And it's insane to look at it like that. But it's true. It is true. Because at the end of the day, I in one way, shape, or form, or another, we're all in this together. And bro, there's one thing as well when you're talking right now. There's also when you say home is changing. What is home? The mentality is changing yeah. as well. So All of it. The the the, the mentality uh, of how people are seeing us is changing from the from from outside. It's yeah. changing. You know, it's 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 a lot. You got you got even in football right now. You got the league, the Saudi league. You know, attracting all these players. Yeah. It's the the term you use changing. Obviously, I don't know if you knew, but you were talking about yourself. You're talking about your home. You're talking about mentality. It's an ongoing thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not home has changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's home has changed. Changing. Man. Um, yeah. Quick. Sorry, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to ask you, like, do we have uh, a date on, on I can this tell album? You, I can tell you more about the album because the date is, is tough to say okay. because it's not one date. Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. The date is going to be like a good, uh, it's like around like, like almost six months. Okay. I'd say. Okay. Of um, giving. Six months of just giving music to the people mm. and uh, doing it in the right way too. Okay. By that, I mean, this is a very personal thing to me. Yes. Man, you know, and I want it to be absorbed and digested correctly. I hope so. So that will take time. Mm. We start with chapter one, The Deep. Okay. We start where I think the story should begin, rock bottom. <laughs> because if I, you know, how am I going to help someone get out of that hole unless I, you know, I'm willing to go down there with them? Talk the language. Exactly. Mm. So it starts there. Oof. Where does it go from there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could, I can. You want me to go through the whole thing? It's going to take a while, or I can just skip to the end. Like, I mean, look, the, where the, it starts and where it ends. Mm. But for the skip right yeah it would take too long it would take too long it's such a because but over time you'll, you'll like so you start you start you start you start with the with the deep i'll say chapter one the deep because that's coming out like soon okay and um it ends after it's it's five chapters long the last chapter is called the return wow this is the return to your your inner child this is the return to yourself this is my return home my return to my senses <laughs> Wait, wait, I gotta, I, I gotta, wait one second. This is, this is. 
I got I got to say a couple of things right here. And we're, we're running out of time, but um, when you say chapters, educate me a little bit. So it's this album, this chapters, like like how you want to release like the album. Like, it's like a book, but it will come out like a TV series almost. <laughs> so it will be chapter one. Okay. And then it might be another two chapters or maybe just another chapter before the end of the year. Okay. And then at uh, quarter one next year. Yeah. It'll be the rest of the chapters. But done like, you'll have two songs first mm. that are almost like introductory to the chapter Oof. and closing to the chapter before it. So there are two singles for each. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are all these songs done? They're all finished. Everything's finished? Everything's finished. So you have, let's okay. say the deep will, when in the end of the deep, <laughs> you have like, you're kind of left hanging. Each chapter ends on a cliffhanger. The final song. Yo, the way you marketed this whole thing right now. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. It's just the way it happened. Oh, man. So that's what I mean, man. It's not, it's not, I'm not some genius. It's just, no, subhanAllah. Well, well, <laughs> can can, can, you, can you tell me the name of the chapters or no? I can tell you. Or whatever no, you have. No, no okay. I will not tell so you. Start with the spoil with, it. I'll, with, spoil, I'll start with the deep. The deep only. and it ends with the return. Ends with the return. And there's a lot of things in between. Yes. Okay, cool. Listen carefully to the lyrics of 966. Yes. Because they're very abstract. But when you go through the album, you will know exactly what each line means because those lines are also referenced throughout the album. I got to ask you this before we play 966 and before we sign you off. I can't believe it. But are you, and it's a devil advocate question, do you think that the youth right now is ready to get to dive into this journey with you like this, in this way? Because we are so used to snackable content. Yeah. Like, you know, give me the spoon, feed it. Yallah, let's go. The, the, the thing that you're talking about is like a whole dive. I know. And I know our attention span is getting worse mm. and worse. And, mm. and, I, and I'm trying to, you know, appeal to that as well in terms of how I'm spreading it. But at the end of the day, nah. Look, man. Alhamdulillah. I, I, I need, I'll tell you this. If it helps... If one person, just one dude, goes through the whole thing and it helps him, then it makes it all worth it. And I think this is the best way, obviously, uh, to, to end this. I'm, 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 I'm out of time. Mishal Tamar, oh my God. I want to say thank you for you and, and your manager, Musab, and the team um, for coming through. Look at the camera, and I want you to talk to your fans. The day one fans, right? Oh, the the ones the ones that believed in Mishal from day one. Not the people who are riding the waves. Not the people that want to make business out of Mishal. Not no. I'm talking about the ones that always believed that Mishal is a special talent, a special soul. What do you tell them? You know, I, I still talk to you guys on DMs, by the way. <laughs> you but do. I'm not saying by the way, you know. Yeah. Man. You taught me consistency. No matter what I go through, it's always this, man. In terms of my self-esteem, I'm talking about here. You guys are my fans. If anything is supposed to be a self-esteem booster, it'll be fans, right? You know, like like a fan in the air, whatever. But you guys believe in me. Mm. And you see me in a way that is quite the opposite of how I see myself. And you're consistently that. Not that you're consistently the opposite because, you know, I'm trying to get better here. But <laughs> love that. That love has been consistent. Mm. I don't know what will happen in the future. I know. A lot of times you have like people being built up only to be torn down. Mm. I don't, I mean, maybe I'm just naive or I'm biased or like whatever, but I don't, I feel like this is something different. It is. I don't know if it's just because where we're from. A lot of, a lot of you guys are also from the same place where I'm from. 
and we never really had someone like this before. I wish I had, as weird as it is to say, I wish I had like a musician that I could look up to and be like, oh, I can do that. I can relate. I can relate or I can, you know, or even have, if I didn't even want to be a musician, like just have like that voice that I can listen to. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to like, you know, you can be doing something at the same time and like, you can still have that connection and you can still have that that thing. This is, it's consistent, I think, because I think it's mm. divine. And like anything divine, I think it's eternal. Wow. So thank you for that. Wow. Wow. You guys gave me eternity. Wow. I mean, I, I, I love everything. Seriously, incredible. Before we play 966, Michelle, um, does does the family have any favorite records like Mama or Baba? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Baba's favorite yeah? is uh, Superman, actually. No way. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Wow. Superman. Okay, okay. And Mom? And uh, Mama's record. I think I, I, yeah. I, I know that. Which one? Painful Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you do, we have. Uh, are we do we have uh, the, the wait? How can we give you something to play that's not released yet? Yeah, we'll play it. We'll play it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's it, do it. This pain, is my mom's favorite song. Yeah. Painful Paradise, Painful Paradise, which is not released yet. It's not released yet. It's chapter two actually, but it's coming out as a single before. Wow. It's, it was See? just the favorite from the tour. <laughs> okay. And um, you'll see. We listen to it. Yeah. And you would just tell me uh, what what you think okay. the next chapter is going to be. I'm curious to know. Okay, we're, we're going to listen to it right now. But, uh, but Michelle, thank you so much um, for your time. We've actually extended the show a little bit just to have this heartfelt um, chat and interview. What a guy. What a dude. Um, keep on the lookout for who home is changing and keep on the lookout for Michelle Tamar. Follow him on all socials. Incredible guy. Um, man, oh, man. Michelle, thank you so much. I don't want to end, but we have to end. Thank you for having me. Man. <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Catch a vibe. Pulse 95 Radio. Uh, Michelle, Allah yahmeek. May Allah protect you and bless you. And please, please know that there's so many people that really look up to you. And there's so many people that, you know, um, you're inspiring every single day. Thank you so much for your time again. Thank you. Thank we you love much. you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy this.